Well, it looks like our old boy Bobby Manfred is at it again, bringing up the Astros like it's yesterday. That's right. On the cusp of the Astros-Dodgers series, he says he might not have given them immunity. Okay, Mr. Rob, let's talk about this and some roster moves on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at HTML House on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, positive. I can't stand Rob Manfred. Always Stros. Guys, if you can't stand Rob Manfred, you know what else you can stand? Maybe you can stand watching us every day, making us your everyday listen. Become an everydayer, on, uh, whether it's on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that big subscribe button. Go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking about the all-star update. Uh, the, uh, the second round of voting has begun uh, roster move. I mean, if you look on the screen, you'll get a little a preview of who that is. Rob Manfred wants a do-over. He wants to go back in time. Yeah. If you remember the, uh, what was that? Um, a it was world. Wayne's World. Yes. Wayne's world. Um, now, do we have a first base issue? And I'm, I mean, going beyond Jose Abreu. So it's, it got so bad that we have people who've never played first base before playing first base. And we'll talk about that. Yiner Diaz is super hot. And we'll, uh, how hot a homestand did he have? We'll talk about that soon. And Astros versus Dodgers. Very convenient, Mr. Manfred. We'll talk about that. Uh, as well so thank you for listening let's go ahead and get the show on the road all-star update and jose altuve moved on to the second round right no he did not there was only one astro that moved on to the second round that was Corey joke i mean that was um jordan alvarez jordan alvarez is the only one jose altuve came in a bit late he did get quite a few votes for not playing the first couple months of the season which was nice to see I was under no illusion that any other guy would make it besides him. I figured it would be him and Jordan, but I was wrong. But I believe Dusty has a manager vote to be able to bring somebody in from the team. So he'll, you know, he'll find a spot for somebody, whether that's Altuve or Dubon or someone like that. Um, I believe he can bring in at, at least another player because he is the manager of the all-star team, right? Can't he I do that? I don't think that what that's how it works, but I know that if you're looking at um, what um, like the pitchers, that's typically voted on managers, uh, players and other um, individuals. So, and front office people. So uh, that's something, that's how you can get somebody like from Valdez on the team. But if you look at the offense as a whole this, this year, there's not much out there that, 
the Astros have done well. They've been very inconsistent. The only one that's been very dependable is Alvarez, and he's just out for, what, four to six weeks right now. And I doubt he's going to beat any of those guys unless you get out there and vote. So if you want to vote for Alvarez, if you want to see one of your Astros get on the starting roster, uh, even though he's on IL right now, you have to get out there and vote, Astros fans. So get out there, vote. Um, he's the only one that made it and vote Astros. That's all you got to do at this point. Exactly. Um, so guess who's back? Bly Madris. Bly, Madris. Bly is it Madris or Madris? Because I'm going to say Madris. Madris. Yeah. Madris. Uh, are you Are you sure it's a long yes. E? Yes. Um, uh, okay. Brandon Del Castillo, um, make, make sure I said it right. So let, let, let's just call him Bly, okay? Um, Bly's back up because he plays first base. <laughs> That's the only reason why he's up. He's not up um, for his bat. He's not up. Eric, Where? what other position do we need help in other than first base? We don't need help at shortstop or second. We don't need help in the outfield. We got too many of those guys. Where else do you need somebody? He's not a catcher. Okay. You brought him up because he can play first base. Okay. That is why he's up here. I'm not saying that's the only reason he's up here. I think that's the reason he's the up here also – well, yeah, but he's also more veteran than uh, Greg Kessinger, than um, than Salazar. Salazar wasn't going to get any playing time. So you needed somebody who's had some major league experience. And, yes, uh, you had Mauricio Dubon playing first base, even, even though he hasn't played first base since high school or something like that. So it's been a long time since he's played it. And, uh, I mean, he, he dove into the stands yesterday, so that was um, – Scary, uh, but kind of exciting. But he went out there and did the best he could in that situation. But uh, in AAA this year, he's batting 249 with 809 OPS. He has 10 homers. He can play first base, left field, right field, and DH. So uh, those are the other options. But I think Dusty wanted another guy that had some veteran um, leadership because you got a lot of rookies on this team. And not to say that Bly Madrius is very – uh, like a veteran player, but he's somebody that has some experience out there. But because you took him off the 40-man roster earlier in the year, you're going to have to add him back to the 40-man roster. That's why he hasn't been officially added to the 40-man roster at this moment. So they're either going to have to DFA somebody or add somebody to the 60-day IL. I'll go ahead and take a look at the 40-man roster right now. Okay. Um so, you know, this is just one of those moves where, I don't know, like the Astros do think sometimes, and I'll just be real honest with you, I, I don't understand it. Like, um, why wouldn't you bring up someone like Corey Lee? Um, and that way you have another catcher. That way you can put Diaz at first if you want to. That way you don't have to, you don't have to do this jostling with the 40 man roster. It doesn't make sense to me. Why don't, why don't you get a guy that's already on there? It doesn't Eric, some of these Corey things Lee, oh yeah, Corey don't is, make yeah, sense. Yeah. They just don't make sense. Right. Like it doesn't make sense when they don't give us information. It doesn't make sense when they make moves like this. It just really doesn't. I mean, I can't be the only one thinking that in Astros universe. All right. So here are the options. Um, Ryland Bannon, David Hensley, Cesar Salazar, Anoli Paredes, Parker Mazinski, 
or Joel uh, Kuno, the guy they just claimed on waivers or uh, traded for cash considerations. Those are only guys I can see that they can DFA. And if you're looking at people they can add to the 60-man IL, Jose Arquiti. And um, that would be retroactive, so he could still come back in time, like uh, around All-Star break. So if you don't want to get rid of anybody, you can actually add Jose Arquiti to the 60-day IL. But he's traveling with the team. Why would you do that? He's been throwing. That is well, that sense. doesn't delay him, so it re- retroactivates. It goes back, so to the start it, of the season. But it would delay him if he can be no. ready to pitch before the 60 days is up, even if it's retroactivated. No. Because what, what date are you going back to on that 60 days? Well, uh, how many months have we had in the season already? Two months, right? Yeah. That's 60 days. So, and. That's just another option I think they can do. And he's not going to be ready for, what, another? I mean, I think that's an option, a last resort option. So I think it's a DFA option, probably. So one of those guys I named, if you're going to ask me what my honest opinion is, it's either going to be add or kitty to the 60-day IL, since he hasn't really taken a mound in the minor leagues yet, or Bannon's going to be bye-bye. Bannon or, I mean... I, I guess they're hanging on to Anoli. What, what's he doing? He's not really doing anything. He hasn't really improved his stock. He's just kind of, he's just kind of, you know, cooking in AAA. And, and the cooking he's doing is apparently not good enough because he's not up here. So, like I said, look, this is, this is a part of baseball at times that I don't understand all the ins and the outs. And so um, I'll just default to the experts and trust that they are making the best decision. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know all, you know, all the implications of this. I just, okay, Blimadris is added. Woohoo. Yay. That's exciting. Let's like, I'm like, who going like, to world really? series? <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. Like, give me something significant. Like, seriously, like Montero, like people are talking about is Montero like going, are they going to DFA this guy? Like he is nope. terrible right now. I know they're not going to DFA him, but Jesus, this guy is is abysmal eric he yeah. is he is a shell of his former self and i didn't think about this contract when they signed it eric yeah. because three years to a relief pitcher oh. dude this guy you look he hasn't had a consistent um output from year into year out and so i don't know i'm just i'm just really kind of thrown off yeah we're gonna have to talk about a comment a little later that dusty baker said about montero and then we're going to have to talk about um, Rob Manfred. He said something about the Astros. They did something like seven years ago. And he's still harping about what um, something he did wrong maybe four years ago. Maybe yeah. he can go back in time to the good old days uh, when he knew what he was doing. Or maybe he didn't. So we'll talk about that in a second. But this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. That's right. FanDuel is... You know, look, baseball season here is is here. It's in full swing. There's no better place to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. So don't miss your chance to snag your no-sweat first bet, $1,000, when you join FanDuel today, basically, if your first bet doesn't make, you get money back for it. 
in bonus bets. So that's really a good deal. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. And the Astros play the Dodgers on Friday night, 9, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM and the SXM app. Search Astros as well. Join us Friday night because we will be at Home Run Dugout in Katy over on Grand Parkway. Look up look up Home Run Dugout. Put it in your GPS. It will take you right to us. 8 o'clock, we have our live show. 9-10, we'll be doing a watch party. We'll be doing giveaways, game tickets, bobbleheads, and some just coasters, stickers, stuff that I have to hand out to you guys. So it should be a good time. So come hang out with us tomorrow night. We'll be there in Katy. You know what? Let me show you. I couldn't hear you over the clapping. I mean, yeah, I know. That's that's what we're gonna hear totally at Dodger Stadium. It's just gonna be nothing but clapping. I mean, they're gonna be Astros. Welcome to our stadium. We're so glad that you're here. Um, can you come play here every um, every series because we love you, Astros. Um, and uh, it was already going to be awkward series. It's already going to be, uh, you know, the Dodgers hate the Astros. And uh, for something that we did that happened, what, almost seven years now ago now. And it's just frustrating. I know it's easy to say, let it go. But and for a lot of those franchises, uh, they will never let it go. And now we have the commissioner of baseball who has been stand, standing firm with his decision for all these years. Now he's coming back and saying, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I could have done things better. Maybe if I can go back time and maybe make a better decision, I could have maybe not looked like such a, you know what? Well, but you can't go back. The way he phrased this quote, okay, I'm not sure that I have approached it with giving players immunity. He told Sean Gregory, once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone above the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us. Starting with, I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe not my best decision ever. Okay, Robbie, Bob, Bobby Manfred, you were not going to dox these players. You were not going to out them. You know why? Because the Major League Baseball Players Union is mega strong. They were not going to allow this. Tony Clark and the players would not allow this. Why? Because then you would have to make everybody squawk. Everybody would have to squeal like a pig. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious. Every team, every person involved. And then what precedent is it set? Do we now take this and retroactivate it to the Yankees back-to-back -back titles where they had several known steroid users? How far back do we take this? And do you want to open Pandora's box? The bottom line is this. Rob Manfred made the Astros the scapegoat of the league when this was a league-wide scandal recognized by multiple players on multiple occasions. And if you as a fan don't know 
that the Astros weren't the only team, then you have not been paying attention to baseball. And Rob Manfred, this is a disingenuous clickbait move on your part because the Astros and Dodgers are playing this weekend, which doesn't make sense because neither team is in first place. Look, he's got us where they want us, right? We're not in first place anymore. But you know what? Come time to step it up in the playoffs, we'll run through L.A., we'll run through New York, we'll run through whatever major city we have to to get to that title. So whatever, Rob, this is I'm so tired of them rehashing this. Eric, this is the kind of crap why players were going out saying the Astros deserve to be hit in the head. We're going to go after the Astros when they come out. This is the kind of bull crap that got us started. Uh, yeah, so um, definitely I think what Rob Manfred is doing is he's scrolling Twitter and he's seeing a lot of these people saying, well, Max Scherzer gets suspended for using pine tar or rosin and all these other pitchers get suspended for using rosin and none of the Astros players got suspended. So Rob Manfred is just like, oh, no, my reputation is about to be ruined. So you know what? Let me go ahead and say, you know what? I messed up. I apologize. So if I could go back in time, I, I'll go and fix it. But this is what you said in 2020. Given the fact that we didn't uh, we didn't think that we can make it a discipline stick with the players, we made the decision we made. But if you think about it, like you, you mentioned, I just want to emphasize this. If he didn't offer immunity to the players, the players would not have said anything. They would have just gone on and just said, nope. I, I don't remember. I misremembered that. I, I really don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Commissioner. Um, nothing happened. But uh, the Astros were the scapegoats. Uh, they were they were made example. And uh, the Muno did not pass down that email to A.J. Hinch. And so that's why they were both kind of um, let go and uh, they were punished. But I just I don't know why now. It just makes no sense why right before the Astros play the Dodgers, this comes out. You don't think there's already going to be enough BS in that stands and Evan Drellich there. It's already dangerous for them to be there. You're well, going to do this crap right before then. Evan Drellich has a book to sell. Evan Drellich says his book is not about the Astros, but Evan Drellich's book, the cover is orange and blue. And it is about the Astros. They are the they are the main person in the story. They are the whole reason the book was written. Because without this 2017, I still it it still baffles me, Eric, that they chose to use a trash can and nothing more high tech. Because I promise you, had they had had they use something more high tech, you know, I don't think they, I don't think this would have been that big of a deal, but yeah, this is just another day in the life of a Houston Astros fan. Yeah. And uh, like Will bite brings up is the Astros lost draft picks that has put the Astros where they are right now. Big time. They don't have the trade, the trade um, bait that they capital, had in yeah. the past. We, yeah. We don't have the trade capital. We don't have the organizational depth two years in a row of missing a first and second round pick. Right. That's huge. That was, and I honestly believe that the Lunau and the Hinch firing was major league baseball saying you need to do this. And Crane's like, Hey, okay, we'll go ahead and do this. 
I don't know that Crane necessarily wanted to fire those two. I don't know Jim Crane personally. I haven't talked to him one-on-one. I haven't written an article on him. But it's just, I think there's more to meets the eye than this whole thing. So at the end of the day, thanks for rehashing it. That's okay. The Astros are still two-time World Series champions. So hang your hat on that, Rob. Yeah, so I, I mean, we can continue discussing, but I just don't see a point. And this guy wants some more playing time, but do we play him at first base? I don't know if that's the best issue, but the Astros have a first base issue. We'll talk about that. Yiner Diaz is hot. That's definitely something we're going to discuss, but we got a lot more on the show. But this episode is sponsored by Hooters. Do you and your buddies need a place to hang out and watch the Astros continue to dominate the competition? What about making your local Hooters? your choice for great wings, brew, and fun to be had by all. From Webster to Sugarland, from Katy to Baytown, from Galveston to Stafford, and anywhere in between, they have TVs everywhere, and you can watch the Astros or whatever sport you're into. Go check it out. Whether you're dining in, ordering online, placing a, an order for delivery, it's the best food in Houston. Also, they have the world-famous Hooters Girls who are there to make you happy. Also, Hooters Pearland has a three-on-three basketball tournament coming up June 24th. Bring your buddies and join them for fun. And just know that in July, July 7th, we will be doing a live event at Hooters Pearland as well. They have every week going for them happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. to close. They also have anytime $3 Blue Moon drafts and $9.99 McLeod Ultra pitchers. No matter what the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. So why not go hang out with the guys uh, locked on Astros, hang out and go check out Hooters today. And just know that the Astros play the Dodgers on Friday night. It is a 9-10 game. That's right. Catch all the local action uh, of the local call by Sparky um, and Ford on the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Already, yeah, that's going to be an epic series. Uh, anytime you play the Dodgers, it's a cool uh, thing. But Rob Manfred just like, you know what? This is all there's already be blood. Let's go and add blood and guts uh, to this. That That's basically what happened with this. And so I, I just don't understand with the timing. And um, I, I don't want to draw. I don't want to go too much into this, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about some comments that Dusty Baker had to say about Rafael Montero real quick. He said, you've got to pitch him sometime. He's been struggling. I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. You have to take your shot in the sixth inning when you got four innings to do whatever mishaps that happened versus the seventh or the eighth. I'm surprised he didn't say the ninth. You just you just take your shot at some point in time. And so basically he said that he was saving Ryan Stanek for the for extra innings. So that's why you put Montero in at that time. So basically, if you've got a reliever that ain't working, you've got to use them. Sometime, so why not the sixth inning? Well, I mean, it makes sense. What yeah, he's saying is if he messes up and gives up the lead or, or creates a tie in the ball game, you have three more innings to actually make up for that. So you're obviously not going to put him in the ninth. That's why he didn't use the ninth inning as an example, because you would never pitch Montero in the ninth. I mean, you would pitch Maldonado in the ninth before you pitch Montero in the right. ninth. You would never do that. And, dude, Eric, how about um, Ryan Presley getting back on his just just the command that he has for his pitches with the day off going into L.A.? It's a great thing. You might see 
Presley, if they can get a series win, get a couple saves while they while they are in L.A. And so, um, look, Rafael Montero's in, in trouble, dude. He's He's got a lot of people concerned, and I'm really hoping for his sake and for the team's sake they can fix whatever's going on. But the only option I think for him to get him fixed is to an injury to pop up, an IL um, stint to happen, and some rehab starts in AAA to maybe fix him to maybe bring him back up. So who knows? Uh, who was that? Who are you talking about? Rafael Montero. No, he has no minor league options. So I didn't, Eric. Yeah. Okay. If he goes on the IL and he's injured, and okay, he has to yeah, do yeah. rehab start. He would yeah. do rehab start in minor leagues. Yes. Yeah. That I just I didn't get that part of it. So okay. Um. So you can't uh, like that's all I was just saying. You can't option him down. So that's why oh, I, was I know confused that. About no, it. he's he's yeah. yeah he's completely out of options. I mean, yeah, I was. That's why I was confused about. So, um, but anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the Astros have a first base issue. We already know that uh, Jose Abreu is not Jose Abreu this year. And I know you talked about some article that said that Dubon or Abreu could be trade bait for the Astros. Um, during the uh, That was Jim Bowden. And we won't, you know, although he's a former GM, he's, he has some ridiculous ideas nobody's trading for a Brayu. He's got no value, whether right. it's money, age, or production. He's got all three he's missing. So that's a big no. And Dubon, we know the heck they're not trading him. So yeah, totally, totally dismiss that. Basically what Bowden was doing was he was trying to, um, he was trying to pick players on each team that could be trade pieces. Okay. And I think he swung and missed on that horribly. I was like, you didn't pick Chaz. You didn't pick Jake. You didn't pick Jolks. You didn't, you know what I mean? There are other names that would make sense in that conversation. I can see Dubon because he doesn't really. No, 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 no. Sign him to a three-year deal. No, what I'm saying is with Dubon, I can see why he, from the outside, looking in, doesn't see a place for Dubon. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. But I just don't see. I I guess I can check with that. But but I guess just knowing this team's. With Abreu, he's struggling. Maybe they he thinks that change of scenery would help him. But what he doesn't know is the Astros don't really have any options right now at first base. And the Astros will have to be making a trade at the trade deadline to upgrade at first base. Right now, they have a negative 1.1 F4 at first base. No American League team is getting worse value from this position. Um so uh, Brayu has a 587 OPS, and it's just he's struggling. And you, you had um, we I think we talked about earlier. Dubon played first base for the first time since what? Um, since he was like a little kid when he was in high school or something. And then you had uh, Gray Kessinger play first base. It was the first time he's played first base in a while. So for some reason. He's lacking confidence in Yiner Diaz to play first base right now. So I'm not sure why. I mean, he looks when Yiner Diaz plays first base, he seems like he's okay and he does a great job doing it. So um, I just don't get it. So I mean, Diaz is not a gold glover or anything, but he gets the job done. He has more experience at first base than Dubon or Kessinger. So I just don't understand why you don't have him play. So, uh, but Diaz uh, is super hot. Any uh, closing thoughts about the first base position before we go to Diaz? 
Yes, sorry about that. My my dog got out, so I was just making sure that my son went out there to get my dog. <laughs> That's why I bolted on the screen. Okay. Look, first base, I just think, I, I don't know why you don't put Diaz. That's why I'm surprised with the Bly Madras. That's why I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up Corey Lee. That's why I'm surprised you... I, I just think that Diaz is your is your guy to go to first base. I, I mean, he's got several games and multiple seasons playing first base. Last year, AAA, I watched him play first base over half the times I was there. And why you wouldn't do that doesn't make sense. The only thing that makes sense about Bly is 19 games this, this year at first base. So they are basically telling Jose Abreu, your time is limited. And um, – they they trust him, but maybe they put him at DH. Look, roster construction, lineup construction, I apparently don't know anything about baseball because every time I think, hey, this would work, they do the exact opposite of what right. I think they should do. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I'm not saying that uh, Dubon is going. I David says Doobie stays. I think that Dubon stays. No, uh, what you were saying was, because now I understand your point, what yeah. you were saying was in the outside looking in, he would be a valuable trade piece. Right. But what I was saying was, it, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that the Astros would trade him because of the value he has and right. the lack of depth they have in other areas. And then why he would even mention Jose Abreu, who just signed this contract, who has not performed, actually underperformed his underperformance, and then his age? Ain't nobody signing that dude. There was like, oh, yeah, let's take Jose Abreu. He'll turn it around here. I don't right. think so. Dana did say, Eric, that they are going to be looking for someone with club control. Right. So it's got to be someone with club control. If that's a bat, I'm not sure who that would be. If that's a pitcher, that's Dylan Cease. He fits that to a T. Go get me Dylan Cease. I don't know what it will cost, but I would freaking love that for this. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm concerned about Javier. His velo is down. I'm afraid he might be injured. I'm afraid we might be getting some news soon that's that something's wrong with Javier because he continues his Eric, his velo keeps going down. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've noticed that, but it's trending downward. And this last game was terrible. He looked really, really bad out there. I'm hoping that my that my assumption is wrong. Okay, I hope so too. Um, Jay asked about the Chaz Dusty issue. Um, I will address this in tomorrow's podcast at Home Run Dugout. Uh, we are doing a pregame show tomorrow at Home Run Dugout, so make sure you go and check that out. And I'm not going to even address that. Uh, G Garcia, you are trolling me, so I'm not going to bring that up. So um, mention what? I'll look no. for it. It's okay, you don't have to say it. But uh, definitely, uh, there's something else I wanted to. Oh yeah, the Yiner Diaz. Yiner Diaz was so hot this um, this homestand. He had ten hits, four home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, sorry, four home runs, four runs. I, I said it right. And then uh, he batted two eighty six. So when he hits a home run, oh my gosh, that's a beautiful thing. Like I, I believe I saw one in person, and it's just like it just it just goes, and it's just like I. W- Outside of Alvarez and maybe Tucker, we don't see somebody with this raw power that he has. And by giving him the playing time, we're seeing a different type of guy. And we're not going to have a lot of time to really get into the Dodgers series, but uh, the Astros are not throwing their best pitchers out there. Even JP France it, it has a 2-2 two two record with 3.42. Then you have Ronel Blanco, 1-0 with 4.66 ERA. 
And then you have Hunter Brown, who's coming off probably his worst start as Astro. Well, in the Dodgers in the first game, they're they're throwing out a guy who's only thrown six innings in his major league career. So to oppose JP France, I think that's perfect. Um, Sheehan and then Miller, who's he's like three and one, but he's you know he's going against Blanco, and like you mentioned, Brown Brown is going against um um Tony Gosselin. Yeah. Yeah. Gonsolin. I couldn't, I couldn't spit it out. Sorry. He, you know, he's, he's foreign too. Look, I'm not worried about this Dodgers team, dude. This is not, this is not the Dodgers team. This is not the Dodgers of old. This is is a third place. Yeah. They're still good, Eric, but they're in third place. They're behind Arizona and San Francisco and and San Francisco's had their issues. I'm not worried about the Dodgers. Like I would have been in the past when they were, you know, when they won, like, you know, they won 116 games or whatever last year, this is not the same team. This Astros team, I think, may be getting hot right now, and it would be a beautiful thing for them to go into L.A. and literally sweep this series. I would love to see B-L-A. that. B-L-A. Right, B-L-A. And there's a lot B-L-A. of Astros fans, actually friends of ours, that are going to be there at Chavez Ravine at Dodger Stadium. Um, thank you. And, thank you, Rob Manfred, for making a hostile environment. Well, they've got it. They've they've got a pretty good network of crossover friends in L.A. Where, you know, oh, I know. You know, they protect them and stuff. So. It's all good. Um, Astros, I think, going to L.A. and take care of business. I can't wait for our show tomorrow night. You guys make sure you hang out with us. And look, if you can't watch the game or come hang out with us, you can listen to the game on Friday night. Dodgers Astros, 9, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM in the SXM app. Search Astros. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. He's Eric the Man Heisman. And come see us tomorrow night. Katie, Grand Parkway. Home run dugout. Come get a bay. Come hit some home runs. It's awesome. Maybe have a wiffle ball field. Come win free prizes, game tickets, whatever you want. Come hang out with us. Let's go. Woohoo!